You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. You know, Apostle Alan has been teaching us on the subject of favor. And as a son, I pray into what he's teaching. I cannot come with my own message. I endorse what the father of the house is doing. And then the Lord laid a message on my heart that says the following. Principles from the life of Joseph on how to experience uninterrupted favor. In paraphrasing, when you go read from the book of Genesis chapter number 37, if you look at the life of Joseph, when Joseph was in the house of his father, he had favor. That's why he had the robe of many colors. When Joseph was in the house of Potiphar, Potiphar realized that everything that Joseph touched turned into gold. And so he saw that God was with Joseph and Joseph had favor in the house of Potiphar. And then Joseph find himself in prison and in the prison Joseph had favor and he became the prison manager. And then after all of that, when he ended up in the house of Pharaoh, he had favor. And Pharaoh gave him everything second to him he was in charge. And when I looked at his life, it did not matter if Joseph was in his father's house, if Joseph was in Potiphar's house, if Joseph was in the prison house, and if Joseph was in the king's house, favor followed him. And I realized that I don't want to experience moments of favor. I don't want to experience favors in batches. I don't want to experience favor occasionally. I want continuous, perpetual, uninterrupted favor in my life that it doesn't matter where I go. It be in my house, in the prison house, in the school, wherever I go, favor will follow me. Ek weet nie met wie ek praat, ek soek so drie pingster mense wat saam met my vandaan kan stem en sê dat gins gaan my volg. Sit jou hand op jou kop en sê favor will follow. Favor will follow me. I I, I will not only feel favored in my house, but even when I'm in parliament, uh, favor will follow me. Put your hand on your head and say, uninterrupted favor. Say, uninterrupted favor. Say, wherever I go, favor will follow me. Say, wherever I go, favor will follow me. And so, and so I looked at the life of Joseph and I came across, across three fundamental principles, which I would call prerequisites, non-negotiables, to see uninterrupted favor. Now you have to understand, when Joseph got the dream, he was 17 years old. But the fulfillment of this dream only came when he was 30. In other words, there were 13 years of preparation. 13 years of process. You see, you can be favored, but God will not take the process out of your destiny. Uh, you, You see, I need you to hear me. 
Because the process is necessary for you to stay in the office of power that God is taking you. So many people, they want the quick fix. They want the quick thing. No, there's certain things God will not accelerate in your life because He needs you to go through the... It's not that He cannot do it. He will not do it. And what happens is He tells His dream in Genesis 37 to His brothers. And the first dream He had was His brothers came and bowed down to Him. And then he had another dream, and in this dream, the sun and the moon representing his fathers and the 11 stars representing his brothers. They came and bowed down to him. And when Joseph told this dream to his brothers, it invoked jealousy. Can I pause here for a moment, pull up the handbrake, climb out of the car, close my car and say the following. Wees versichtig vir wie jy jou goddelike drome vertel. You must be Careful who you tell your dreams to. Because not everybody will celebrate you. Not everybody will clap their hands for you. And so you must have a selective people that when you drop God's dream in their ears, they know how to They will not bind your dream, but they will pray for the dream to come to pass. And so you, you need to have a spirit of discernment. When it comes to people. And the Bible says that he told it to his brothers. And his brothers went out into the field one day. And his father said, take your brother some food. And as they saw Joseph coming, listen what the Amplified Bible said. They said to one another, here comes this dreamer. This master of dreams. I would love to be called that. Not only a dreamer. But a master of dreams. And the very first principle I want to drop in you that will produce uninterrupted favor. It's actually two, but we take it as one tonight. Perseverance and patience. Now you have to hear me. Hear me tonight. Because when they saw him coming, they said to themselves, let's kill him. And one of the brothers said, no, let's, let's not kill him. And so they threw him in a pit. They sold him into slavery. He got to Potiphar's house in Egypt. And in Egypt, he was doing well. And when it looked like things was just going well, Potiphar's wife realized that he's handsome. And him, listen very carefully, doing the right thing, still ended up in prison. And he ended up in prison. And so the process for the fulfillment of God's dream in your life will not always look glamorous. Perseverance simply means that I continue to believe what God has told me in spite of any evidence. It might seem that there's no evidence. It might seem this healing will not take place. This business will not grow. This cell group will not grow. But ek weet for a feit sonder twyfel dat die Heere het gesê, hy gaan het doen. En as die Heere gesê het, hy gaan het doen. And so, and so, and Joseph knew that when he yielded to the dream, 
that even if they conspire to kill me, God will save me. Joseph knew that because he yielded to the dream, if they throw me in the pit, God will get me out. Joseph knew that because he yielded to the dream, even though Potiphar's wife falsely accused me, God will restore my honor. And Joseph knew that even if I am in prison, God will open the prison doors. I've had some moments in my life where I wanted to quit. I know I'm preaching to real people tonight. Maybe you're sitting here tonight and you yourself are confronted with a thought, with a feeling. Let me just give up on this business. Let me give up on this child. This marriage is not working. This job is not working. I'm here to encourage you tonight. Do not quit. As long as you have breath and you are convinced that God has called you to do the thing you are busy with, do not quit. Do not give up. You know, one day myself and my wife, we were driving to Paul campus. And as we were driving... I saw my phone was going off continuously. And when I looked at my phone, one of my assistants sent me a message. For those of you who don't know, no, we pack containers of cardboard and then we export it. And this container would have weighed at that moment around about 29 tons. And what happened was while the operator was lifting the container up, the container fell off the truck. And I saw all of this and there was a car beneath the container. The car was completely leveled with the ground. And when I got there, my forklift driver was standing there. He was in shock. I said, what happened? He said, you know what, sir? I was driving. And then I stopped while he was lifting up the container. And then he said to me, I can go. But I decided not to. If he had to drive, because it was seconds later, that container would have felt on him, fell on him, fall on him. My wife is helping me. And it was a mess. And I thought to myself, shouldn't I just start something else? Maybe business is not for me because one night I woke up and my forklift drivers drove straight through the walls into the street. And at that moment, I had to choose. Am I going to look at the circumstances surrounding this? Or am I going to take myself back to the initial point where God spoke to me and still believe? But the worst thing that has ever happened to me is last year at the end of Feb. Actually this year. Yeah. Or last year at the end of Feb. We were on our way to move to a bigger facility. And it was exciting. And on my way there, one of my managers calls me and they said to me, Dylan, we have a massive problem. I said, what is it? He said, one of the guys put their leg into the machine and the machine took off the whole leg. Now this is now not a matter of money. This is not a matter of business presentation. This is not a matter of knowledge or understanding or intellect or can I get a deal or not. This is a matter of life and death. 
And I said to him, are you sure or are you joking? He said, I'm very sure. And so I showed up in the warehouse and when I got there, I saw a young man of 19 years old laying there with his leg completely off. I am not a doctor, but I am a spirit-filled, tongue-speaking believer. And so I decided to do the thing I know works. I decided to open my mouth and call I began to call everybody I know as well. Will not sit and tell somebody else that this happened at Dylan's place. No, I called the people that can also And you know what family? As I began to pray in my mind, things was haywire. But in my spirit, there was peace. And as long as my spirit had peace, it was a sign to me that God is going to save this young man's life and so eventually the the ambulance came they took him and when we got to the hospital the doctor came out and said if we do not operate now he will die he has lost too much blood I looked at it and I said no he will live he will live because I am praying spirit-filled believer I had to actually go for counseling because I was struggling with deep guilt and shame because it felt as if I was responsible for this young man losing his life. Oh, sorry, find that in Jesus' name, his leg. Pastor Danny sat with me and he said, it's not yours to carry. God has sorted this out. And there are many of you sitting here and you've run something and something went wrong and you took it upon yourself and the thing is weighing you down. You're sitting there and maybe your business through COVID didn't make it. But if you know how to pray, if you know how to persevere, and if you know how to patiently wait on the Lord, God salvar mark op Well, that man is out of hospital he has a prosthetic leg he's walking and he's full of joy but at that moment when I went through that all I wanted to do was quit I went even as far past the Denny to regret that I've ever started this business why Yet I know God spoke to me. And you're sitting here and you're at a place. You're thinking you have to make the decision to close the business. You have to give up. You, 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 maybe you failed school and you want to give up on school. Maybe you, your marriage is not that great. You want to Don't give up! Because what God had after this incident for me far outside everything I've ever seen in my life. And many of you are sitting here and you're sitting with a question mark. What would have happened if I just continued? What would have happened if I just persevered? What would have happened if I just waited a little bit longer? Don't give up. 13 years of preparation for Joseph. 
brothers wanted to kill him. Thrown into a pit. Sold into slavery. But I do not read once where he says, did God really give me this dream? That's not found in scripture. I do not read once where he complains. I do not read once where he says, I am ready to quit and give up on this dream. Many a times the bad things that people do is the initiation point for you to fulfill your God-given purpose. So they thinking they're doing something wrong to you, but many a times they're nudging you in the right direction to the fulfillment of God's dream for your life. In ministry, I thought when I got saved at the age of 16, now everybody will like Dalen. He's no Bakir. If you know who I was before, you'll understand. But on a later stage, I thought everybody was going to like me now. Like it's Bakir. And my friends are watching. There's now one of them I hear from Fraserburg. When I got saved, I thought this was going to be a happy thing. And I was full of joy. But even my closest friend's family said, stay away from that boy because he speaks in foreign languages. <laughs> and as I was pushing to pray in the Holy Ghost, when I became the youth leader, children's parents began to pull their children out of youth, Pastor Danny. And I thought, what is happening? I thought this is going to be smooth. And there are many of you sitting here and you're sitting in the beginning of the year and you're asking yourself, maybe I should step out of cell leadership. Maybe I should step out of team leadership. Maybe I should give up on this call because my cell is not growing. My leaders are not working together with me. Do not quit. I wonder what would have happened, Pastor Olga, if I had to quit in Fraserburg. We would have never had this moment tonight. Remember one thing, you're not fighting your destiny for yourself only. There are people that's dependent on you to fulfill what God has called you to do so they can step into their God-given destiny. But you're going to have to be obedient. So it's not just about you. So unfortunately, my friend, you do not have the privilege to quit. You do not have the privilege to walk out. You have to stay committed. I cannot quit. There's too much riding on my obedience towards God. And so I will persevere. And I will patiently wait. 
en ik weet zonder twijfel als die hier gaan dier komen, gaan hij van mij tien standers toeskouers maken, en hij gaan van mij een tafel voorbereiden, en die tegenwoordigheid van mijn vijanden, en hij gaan die tafel van die beste goed maken, en mijn beker gaan oorlopen. Ik zeg zo een paar mensen wat samen met mij stemmen sê, Do not give up. Drug dear. Push through. Because I can tell you now without a shadow of a doubt that God is going to do what He promised you. All you need to do, like Joseph, is allow the process to work in you. Allow the process. Look at Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, Father, if this cup can pass me by. He himself was confronted with, is there another way? And straight after that, he says, nevertheless, your will be done. And sometimes in the process, you have to drink the bitter cup. Sometimes in the process, you have to finish the bitter cup. But what comes after is greater than the momentary bitterness and pain and heartache and setback and failure that you experienced while you were in that moment. And so Jesus says, nevertheless, let your will be done. The Bible says that we should run this race with endurance. We should run this race with perseverance. Perseverance is a prerequisite to finish this race. I don't see how you and I can finish if we don't know how to push through, how to continue. And so I'm asking you tonight, do not give up. I'm asking you continue to believe, continue to push, continue to stand. Second principle that Joseph teaches us. In the book of Genesis 41 verse 12, it says, Now there was with us in the prison a young man, a Hebrew servant to the captain of the guard. And we told him, and he interpreted our dreams for us to each man according to the significance of his own dream. So eventually the time came for Pharaoh to have a dream. He had a dream. And nobody could interpret it. And the butler remembered that there was a man by the name of Joseph in prison. And as I read this, this dropped in my spirit. Tell my people that they must get ready for their names to be mentioned in rooms where their feet have not entered yet. Because Joseph, Joseph was in prison, but they spoke about him in the palace. You better get ready 
because your name is about to be mentioned. They're about to talk about you in rooms where your feet have not entered. Ek soek vir die van julle wat radikaal kan wees en saam met my kan stem vanaand. Dat hulle gaan jou naam noem in vertrekke. Hulle gaan jou naam noem in kamers. Hulle gaan jou naam noem in kantore waar jou voete nog nie gestap het nie. Genesis 41, 14 to 16. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. But Joseph first saved himself, changed his clothes and made himself presentable. Joseph is a man of principle. He's a man of order. When your name is mentioned and you are called, prepare yourself. Don't go unprepared. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have dreamt a dream and there is no one who can interpret it. And I have heard it said of you that you can understand a dream and interpret it. Joseph answered Pharaoh, it is, it is listen to this, it is not me, it is God that will give Pharaoh a favorable answer of peace. The second principle that is very important is when you come to your moment of promotion, give God all the honor. Give God all the honor. Don't allow yourself to get to a place of prominence and forget the God who fulfilled the promise for you to get to the place of prominence. So when Pharaoh said, I heard you the man, Joseph said, no, but I know the man. And it becomes important when God starts to move in our lives that we do not take His glory, that we do not take His honor. We must be very cautious that when God elevates us to high levels of prominence and high levels of wealth and high levels of influence, that we remember who brought us there. Because the difference between you staying there and you quickly being demoted is where you give your honor. It's where you give your honor. Then I came to the last one, which is the most important one for me out of all three of them. Genesis 45 from 3 to 5, 15, 17, and 18. And now the story is almost at his end. Joseph is in charge. His brothers are experiencing also the effects of the famine. And they need to go to Egypt to get food. And as we fast forward this in Genesis 45, 3. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? And his brothers could not reply, for they were distressingly disturbed and dismayed at the startling realization that they were in his presence. But take your dimension, what opgegeet op you can glue waar you vandaag is. They thought the last time they saw you, you were out. 
You were broke. You were busted. You were disgusted. They foreclosed on your house. Your marriage looked like it was just falling apart. Your family wasn't together. But Asale, you know can sin. If they can see you only now. They would say, as did he sell it, Dalen van Freiseburg, but no vanaan by the Bay Christian Family Church preek. And, uh, and Joseph said to his brothers, come near to me, I pray you. And they did so, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not be distressed. And disheartened or vexed and angry with yourself because you sold me here. For God sent me ahead of you to preserve your life. Moreover, he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. And after that, his brothers conversed with him. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers this. Load your animals and return to the land of Canaan. And get your father and your household. And come to me and I will give you the best in the land of Egypt. And you will live on a fat of the land. When I read this, I always ask, why Joseph? Why not Judah? Why not one of the 11 brothers? And here we have the answer. Joseph knew principle number three. How to guard and protect his heart. When you are going to high levels of authority. And your heart is contaminated. You are going to begin to deal unjustly with people. It's very important tonight that you hear what I'm saying. Because the Bible says in the book of Proverbs 4, I think it's verse 23. God protect, keep safe your heart above all things. For out of it flows the issues of life. And as I was meditating, I asked myself the question, why is it important for me to preserve my heart, to protect my heart, to keep my heart safe? And then God said it to me clearly, because your heart is the soil where the word of God is planted. And then I begin to realize many people don't see the fulfillment of the dream because they've allowed during the process their heart to become offended. To become full of hatred, to become full of unforgiveness, to become full of jealousy, to become full of envy. It is not according to scripture, God's responsibility to protect your heart. It is yours. Whatever is in there, it is you. We have allowed it in there. I cannot come on a Sunday to church and want to receive a word from this pulpit and change my marriage, change my life, change my business, but my heart is offended towards this pulpit. I cannot do it. Because whatever caused the offense, it is not more important than the soil of my heart being fertile for the word.
Everybody wants to see the fulfillment of the dream. Everybody wants to see the fulfillment of their destinies. Yet in that same heart, we harbor unforgiveness. We harbor offense. We harbor hatred. We harbor jealousy. We harbor envy. For what God has called me and my wife to do, I cannot be offended. I cannot something like something so small called offense to keep me from my destiny, Pastor Conrad. So when his brothers came, look at what he said. He did not hold against them what they did. He actually said, God used what you did to promote me to the fulfillment of my dream. Because God knew a famine will come so that you can be preserved. When God elevates you, can you show God's love to the people that stabbed you in the back? When God elevates you to a place of prominence, can you show God's mercy to the very people that was merciless to you? Because this is the true test of character when I arrive to my place of prominence. Dierbaar is daar een wereld daar buiten wat verloren gaat. En ons is bezig om onder mekaar te strijden, te betleed en aanstoot te nemen. Let's agree tonight to put our differences aside. Cleanse our hearts. Walk in unity. And run with the gospel of Jesus Christ. God has been gracious to you and I. To place us in a house like this. With such caliber people. When God said in Jeremiah that he's going to give you shepherds after his own heart, that's Apostle Allen and Pastor Janine back for us. And so I keep my heart pure because whatever is being released from here, I know it will produce as long as the soil is good. Tonight, if there's things in your heart that are not supposed to be there, that are occupying important space where the Word of God is supposed to be planted, let's uproot it. Let's do away with the offense. Let's do away with the unforgiveness. Let's do away with the hatred and the envy and the jealousy and whatever is in there that's choking the word. And let's open up the soil of our heart only for the word. Do not allow these things to paralyze you on your process of fulfillment. Joseph's heart did not once become contaminated. 
Let's stand to our feet. You will not give up. And you will see the fulfillment of what God has called you to. And when you get to that place of prominence and that place of influence, you will remember God. And throughout this process and this journey that you are on, keep your heart pure. As a belief, mutni anstuot niemni. And so now we're going to deal with our hearts tonight. We're going to leave everything at the altar. Sometimes, Pastor Karen, you cannot alter your past. But you can bring your past to the altar and change your destiny. Martin Luther King said the following. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward.